Hello, and welcome to Say More About That with Latoya the Therapist, a podcast designed to discuss all things marriage, mental health, motherhood, and general well-being. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all. Hey, thank you so much for being here. Um, Today's topic is super near and dear to my heart. Um, Today, we are talking about what us therapists wish you knew about being in relationship with us, specifically marriage. um, But in any type, a lot of these is for any type of relationship, platonic, romantic, whatever. Um, Y'all know we always got to start with what it is. Start with the words. So what what is therapy? This is the first thing that I wish people understood because I think people have this um, intervention slash in treatment episode idea of what therapy is, and that's not always accurate. So yes, it is two people talking, but it's more than that. Like as a therapist, I have to be attuned to what you need. I got to go underneath what you're saying. I have to listen for what you're not saying. I have to block out all my other stuff. I have to block out what may be going on in the world. I have to not hold any judgment, not hold any bias. So there's a lot of mental work that's going on. It's not just talking. Also, I'm not technically supposed to give you advice. So when people come to me and they're like, should I leave my marriage? Well, girl, I don't know. Should you? So my job then becomes, I have to help you define what you want your marriage to look like, what it doesn't, how does it add up to it? Does it look like that? Does it not? Um, then we got to talk about if you get out, what happens? And all of these things I have to do while not having any feelings about marriage, even though I'm in a marriage, because that's therapy. Therapy is me being a guide with you, being a vessel for you but not telling you what to do because ultimately it is your life. And so, no, it's not manual labor. I'm not working outside. I'm in an office where I can control the heat. I can control the air, but it is still work. When I tell you that the mental gymnastics of being a therapist is really unmatched, like who else is doing all of these things at one time? No shade to any other profession, but this is a therapy podcast. I am a therapist, so I might be a little bit biased there. Okay. Um, I just think it's important that people understand that it looks like just talking, but it's so much more because I, not only do I have to talk to you and listen for the things that you're not saying, I then have to come up with a really good question to make you think. And I have to decide, oh, which theoretical background am I going to use? Am I going to use CBT, DBT, ACT, all of these T's, which one am I going to use and how am I going to use it in a cultural, culturally responsive, responsible way? How am I going to use it in a way to where I'm not demeaning, I'm not condescending, I'm not trying to erase what you may have gone through. So it's a lot. It's a lot of hoops, right? And I really need people to understand that before we go any further. So quick side note, I have some amazing therapist friends in my life. I sent out a text like, hey, what do you wish your partner knew? And they just all just shot me these answers. And thank you so much to all of you. You know who you are. And I would like to say, while I did compile the answers together for this episode, we all said the same thing. We all said the same thing to some type of varying degree. I found that to be quite interesting. Let's go ahead and get into it. What do we want y'all to know? My number one is no heavy lifting before work. Heavy lifting can be 
talking about our finances, arguing, unloading your emotions on me. I want absolutely no part of it before work because as I have already explained, when I go into that session to help someone else, nothing else matters except them. That is my job. That is what I do. And so in that moment, they deserve all of me. And it's already hard enough because I'm a whole person, right? And so the small things I have to quiet while I'm in that session. I don't need any extra emotional work on me while I'm in the session. So no heavy lifting before work. Don't argue with me. Don't try to tell me what I did wrong five months ago before work, like none of that. I don't want to make any major life decisions or purchases or any of that before work. I just don't. Um, I remember when Jeff and I had first started dating and I mean, he didn't know, and I'm sure that I didn't explain to him the why, but like, we're not about to argue before work because it's difficult because now other people are coming to me, they crying, they talking about their own relationship and I don't want to bleed on them, but I also don't want their relationship to bleed on us. And so I can't remember exactly what we were arguing for or like what happened. But what I do remember is that at the end of the day, when I saw him, he had given me a card and was like, you know, sorry for ruining your day. And that has always just kind of stuck out for me. And now we understand that like all the heavy lifting is done after work when possible. Obviously, if somebody gets into a car accident or something like that before work, yes, let me know. And I can do the, the you know, admin of canceling my day and moving people and stuff like that. But on an intentional day-to-day basis, I don't want any heavy lifting before work because I got to give these people the best of me and I need to be on top of my game. So no heavy lifting, no arguing, no talking about finances, no unloading your emotions, none of that before work. Next thing is the reason I seem so irritated or frustrated when you ask me a question is because decision fatigue is so real. Decision fatigue is a real thing. Let me say it again for the people in the back. Decision fatigue is a real thing. So decision fatigue is the idea that after making many decisions, your ability to make more and more decisions over the course of a day becomes worse. You get exhausted. You burn out. You start making poor choices. Let me show y'all what that looks like in real life. In real life, y'all know I be going to the gym and I want to be fine and blah, blah, blah. Well, at the end of the day, if you say, which one, which one to eat? And anybody took no meat out, we ain't doing nothing. Guess what? We're probably going through a drive-thru because I cannot make another decision. I'm going to ask my children what they want. And I guarantee you them two little boys going to say they want a cheeseburger or some chicken nuggets. Decision fatigue is so real. And so asking us to make another decision about anything else at the end of the day is difficult. And I, and so If you have to ask me something at the end of the day, we're humans, we're adults, we'll push through. Go ahead and ask me because I'm an active part of this relationship. But if it's something like what we going to eat, figure it out. I don't care. I'm going to eat whatever. I I like to eat. If you just say, here, here's your plate. We've been together all this time. You know what I eat and what I don't eat. So you don't have to ask me, right? We are making so many decisions in our business for other people, how we handle others. And there are so many things that go into it. That those small decisions are like the straw that broke the camel's back. It is daunting. We cannot handle it. That's how come um, most of the therapists, people that I know, we're planners. We all got a planner. We're using some type of paper planner, a to-do list, um, a Google calendar or whatever we're doing because we don't want to have to make real-time decisions. 
And that is why, because decision fatigue is so real. Whoo, I got a little passionate about that thing, didn't I? Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, just be upfront with us. Like all day, we're talking to people and not all of those people have insight into what their needs are. Not all of those people are upfront about why they are in therapy. Not all of those people have the language to explain to us what brings them here. And so we have to not only listen to what is being said, but also what's not being said. A lot of times we have to listen to what's underneath what the person is telling us so that we can really see what they need. We have to listen to the inflection in their voice to say like, oh, they're saying they're okay. I'm looking at their face. Their face looks okay, but they're not really okay. So all day we're doing this. So when we come home, just be upfront with us. Just tell us what's going on. If you're mad, say you mad. If you need something, say you need something. If I did something to offend you, Say I did something to offend you. The back and forth, the guessing game of like, what's wrong? Nothing and nothing. Everything's fine, which is something that I would say. I have to work on that. But the back and forth of that, like, just be upfront. Just say what it is that you need. Just say what it is that you want, because we have been wading through uncertainty all day. We want to be certain when we come home. So if it's something that you need or something that you want, just be upfront about it. We're open to it. I promise. Now, this next one may come as a complete shock, but I cannot always be the bigger person. <gasps> dum, dum, dum. <laughs> I can't. Like, and I know that I'm supposed to be because I understand emotion regulation. I understand emotional intelligence. I understand communication skills. But just because I understand something doesn't mean that I can always pull it when I need to pull it, right? I have literally been overcompensating all day for the people who I do see who don't understand the things that I understand, who don't have the emotional intelligence that I have, and I've used it all up at work. And that's not fair, and I'm not saying that that's okay, but stop expecting me to be the bigger person because I'm the therapist. It just may not happen like that. And a lot of the times, people aren't the bigger person, quote unquote, because they're tired. Like, I'm drained. I'm drained. I've talked to people for eight hours. I don't have anything else left in me. I am wore out. And so if you come at me, you get in the petty. You're not getting the me that's evolved, that understands. you. That's not who you're getting because I'm tired. And so stop expecting me to, to be the bigger person just because I understand people. Now, on that same note, which is going to kind of be like, what? She just said this. But... A lot of times we'll have partners who will say like, well, don't be therapy in me or this ain't a session. Don't this. You ain't the doctor in here or whatever they say. And it's not that I am trying to psychoanalyze you. It's not that I think I'm better. Therapy is just how I see the world. That's what makes me good at what I do. My mind is analytical. And so I'm going to analyze things. And when I'm operating at my best, It may feel like I'm trying to quote unquote therapy you and that's not what this is. This is just who I am. This is why I'm good at what I do because of the lens in which I see the world. So it bleeds over and that would be like if you're a mechanic and you're driving in your partner's car and you hear a clink, 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 you're going to be like, hey, stop, let me check. Now you wouldn't expect me to be like, don't you mechanic me. Because that's crazy, right? Because you're a mechanic, the car's making a noise, you're going to do what you do. 
So don't expect us to be able to always turn it off. Now, we can work hard at it. We can set boundaries for ourselves. We can do the work that we need to do. But most therapists are analytical and they're going to analyze the situation. They're going to want to ask more questions. And I understand that when you're upset and when you're with your partner, you don't want a therapy session. But sometimes it's what you're going to get because that is who we are and that is how we see the world. And that's no tea, no shade. It's just this is who I am. This is how I view life. And so help me understand where you are because I see the world like this. You saying something that don't align with what I see, I'm asking more questions to get clarity. It doesn't mean I'm trying to be your therapist. It doesn't mean I'm trying to make you feel dumb. This is just literally how I see the world and how I operate. So I think that that's always important to know. Finally, if I'm quiet, it's not always about you. We literally spend all day talking to people. We spend all day listening to people. We spend all day playing in other people's playgrounds, for lack of a better word. And sometimes at the end of the day, you just want to sit on your own swing. You don't want to be on somebody else's playground. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. That doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with me. That doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with our marriage or our relationship or our friendship. It just literally means I am talked out. I have nothing else to say. I have nothing else to offer. I'm just talked out. What people don't understand is a lot of the times the stuff that we intake, not only do we intake it with our ears, but it it's in us now. Once you hear about someone's trauma, you can't unhear it. And from now until the rest of your life, you'll know that this person went through this trauma. That's heavy. That's why they call it secondary trauma and vicarious trauma and stuff like that. And that's why they encourage therapists to take breaks and their burnout and blah, blah, blah. But that's an episode for a different day. The point is so much of what we intake is heavy. Sure, there's an occasional, hey girl, checking in. Yeah, girl, I stood on business this week, held my boundaries, everything's great. Okay, we'll see you next month. Those types of sessions do it, they do exist, they occur, but that's not the norm. More often than not, people are coming to therapy because they're hurt. People are coming to therapy because they're sad, because they're having conflict in relationships, because they've experienced something in their childhood, because they want to do the work to heal. More often than not, that's why they're talking to us. So the things that we are intaking all day is heavy. It's heavy. It's hurtful. It's sad. It's hard to manage. And so by the time we get to you, and this is unfortunate, and this is why we as therapists have to do a better job at navigating our caseload, managing, you know, okay, I'm not going to see too many people with trauma in one day. Um, we have to do a, do the job and do the work of taking care of us and making sure that our caseload is manageable. But then our partner has to understand that on some days I'm all talked out. I got nothing. I just listened to this girl tell me the most horrific story. And now you want to talk to me about the football game? Can't do it. Brain doesn't work like that. Sorry. Sometimes we just want to veg out and do nothing and play stupid games on our cell phones because we need an outlet. We need a space to put that. And that's okay. Now, I'm not saying every day we get off work like, yeah, talk that. Don't talk to me no more. Mm-mm. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying there will be days where we, I got nothing. There's nothing else to say because of the things that I just experienced at work today. And that's okay. And I'm not saying that this isn't the case for doctors, lawyers, construction workers, accountants, 
shifts. Like, I'm not saying that this is only for therapists. I'm just giving you insights because I am a therapist. (laughs) Okay. So I am hoping that this helps you with a therapist in your life. Y'all be nice to your therapist friends and partners. We're dealing with a lot. Really be nice to everybody because some of y'all mean, and I know some of y'all are mean because the people in your life come to see me and they tell me about it. Make sure you are being kind to others because we are all dealing with something that is that we aren't saying. Okay. Hope this was helpful. Please be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And I'll talk to y'all about it next week. Okay. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to say more about that with LaToya, the therapist. Remember to be kind to others because we all just out here living.